Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey folks, today's show is brought to you in part by Omaha Steaks. Make your house your favorite new restaurant this spring with Omaha Steaks delivered straight to your door. You ever wondered what makes Omaha Steaks so damn good? Well, of course, I've got the answer for you. It's the aging process. Omaha Steaks are aged at least 21 days, and that's where all the magic happens. Try these mouth-watering steaks in the Butcher's Best Sellers package. Go to omahasteaks.com, enter the promo code VOICES into the search bar to save over 50% and secure exclusive pricing. Included in the Butcher's Best Seller's package are four iconic fork tender butcher cut filet mignons, four ultra juicy burgers, four savory pork chops, four kielbasa sausages, four rich and decadent caramel apple tartlets, my favorite thing in the world, and so much more. In addition to getting more than 50% off, you also get four more chicken breasts and four more of those delicious burgers for free. All you have to do is visit omahasteaks.com, type voices into the search bar to order the Butcher's Best Sellers package today. Save over 50%, plus get four free chicken breasts and four burgers for free, all from the company that's been bringing people together for over 100 years. That's omahasteaks.com, type voices into the search bar. And now, let the cartoons begin. Recorded live in the USA, covering the whole wide world. Right on! This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. I was over in Australia uh, during Easter, which was interesting. Interesting to note they celebrate Easter the same way we do, commemorating the death and resurrection of Jesus by telling our children a giant bunny rabbit... <laughs> left chocolate eggs in the night. Now, I wonder why we're fucked up as a race. Anybody, anybody got any clues out there? Where do you get this shit from, you know? Why those two things, you know? Why not goldfish left Lincoln Logs in your sock drawer, you know? As long as we're making shit up, go hog wild, you know? At least a goldfish with a Lincoln log on its back going across your floor to your sock drawer has a miraculous connotation to it. <laughs> Mommy, I woke up today and there was a Lincoln log in my sock drawer. That's the story of Jesus. Bob Seska. Is that the full poop? And nothing but the poop. The Bob Seska Show. The late, great Bill Hicks. Utterly classic. From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, April 1, 2021, and this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. No April Fool's jokes here. None. And all of your April Fool's headlines are stupid. Get them out of here. God damn it. Delete those articles, God damn it. Oh, by the way, my name is Bob. Hi. Hello, Bob. Hello. Day 72 of the Biden-Harris administration, 585 days until the 22 midterms. Find me on Instagram at TheBobSeska and on Twitter at BobSeska underscore go. Oh, and look, here they come. It is the Goth Ninjas. Happy Easter. Oh, and, hi. Hi. And, compo- and composing the Goth Ninjas, as you heard right there, it is Jody Hamilton from the From the Bunker podcast, from the-bunker.com, also at sexyliberal.com, along with all the other Sexy Liberal Podcast Network programs. It is your podcasting superstation. Also, uh, T-Rex David Ferguson, he's sitting right there. 
He's from the uh, T-Rex Report podcast, patreon.com slash the T-Rex Report, also astralsummer.bandcamp.com. Uh, I have here written specifically in my notes, uh, Matt Gates is in big trouble. Take it, T-Rex. <laughs> so I think we're, you haven't we're, said anything at all about the bunny ears on my headset. It I took me forever to put these on here with my tiny arms. <laughs> That's right. Oh, shit. Happy oh. Easter. Yes, happy Easter. And Jody has her first vaccination. Yay, yeah, awesome. and it's Pfizer, and I'm, like, my niece warned me, you guys just sound like Bill Gates. <laughs> yep. And will until, like, believe my second dose. Yeah. And that I am now my, and people online were telling me that, that their phone service is better. And then Rachel did remind me that I am now my own 5G tower. <laughs> yes. After the second dose, the George Soros tattoo will start to show up on my left butt cheek. <laughs> right. There, we uh very late rim shot there, but yeah, I like Ryan Reynolds' tweet about this the other day. He posted a picture of himself getting the vaccine, and then the uh, caption said, I now have 5G. So that was great. That was another, yeah, another, another rim shot there. That's uh, even funnier because he owns a, a wireless provider. Yeah. Does he um, really? Doesn't Ryan Reynolds have a phone company? Am I wrong about this? No, I this? think he's hawking for a phone company. I don't think he they, owns one. Yeah. No, I honestly think that he's a part, like, <laughs> owner. I swear somebody told me this. Well, but he could have stock. That would be insane. I don't think we'll he's that well off. Um, yeah, we have lots more COVID news coming up, including a really funny thing they did on Jimmy Kimmel last night called This Week in COVID History, which we're going to have for you here in just a little bit. <laughs> and uh, one of our favoritest people in the whole world uh, came down with COVID. You know, tested positive for COVID, and uh, now she wants uh, everyone to wear a mask. We're going to talk about that, too, here in just a little bit. But mm-hmm. as I said here at the top of the show, Matt Gates is in big trouble. Take it, T-Rex. The floor is yours. <laughs> oh, Matt Gates. let's hear all of the... I hope you came prepared with all kinds of really hilarious remarks about his giant forehead. Well, thanks for setting me up there. I hope I... <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, shit. You better be on my game. I mean, people I, were calling for his resignation. I'm like, let him twist in the wind for a minute. I want to watch the sweat roll down that giant head. <laughs> you know, like, oh, holy shit! Yes, I people. Just, I I don't understand his legal strategy. It's yeah. like it's like, well, we didn't even go anywhere. Like, <laughs> like sex trafficking, minors. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, yeah. It, and I don't think that like we only got to second base. This is going to be his best defense. These fucking dumb but, shits, man. They have no idea. This is he's trying to do what Trump was doing for four years, which is to flood the zone, right? But he's not only Trump can do that. Trump is wired for flooding the zone. Matt Gates needs to learn. And in fact, the Trump White House needed to learn this, which they never did. Matt Gates needs to learn the phrase. It's not the policy of this office to comment on an ongoing investigation. That's the thing that none of these fucking red hats know anything about. What they do is they just make things worse for themselves. I mean, didn't I say through four years of Trump, Trump always makes things worse for Trump. Yep. Well, Matt Gates always makes things worse for Matt Gates. I'm pretty- particularly amused just by his whole like this is a plot against me and my family my father were a wire for the fbi and it's like matt what where are you going with this yeah like i mean and then poor tucker carlson he's trying to haul tucker under the bus with him where he's like (laughs) i'm not the only person on this screen who's been accused of a terrible sex crime and (laughs) tucker carlson Tucker Carlson's usual expression of like, what was it? Somebody Her? described him as a dog seeing a human uh-huh. vagina for the first time. <laughs> yes. Or, Anything um, like that. Yeah. But no, the thing that with Matt Gates is, is denial. Yeah. If he's being blackmailed by somebody saying, if you give us money, we'll make this go away. It, it makes him sound more guilty. Yeah, it like, really are does. you really paying these people? Because I mean, yes, you call, but apparently, <laughs> and the, the guy he claims who was doing it hasn't worked for the Department of Justice or the FBI in like over a decade, and he had an impeccable reputation, so he's very upset. Yeah, um, and and even if that were true, he has no power to make a DOJ investigation go away, Mm-mm. and it went all the way up to Bill Barr. <laughs> and look, I, I approved it in August. Yeah, I, I want to go back to what David said about you know we, Matt Gates was on Tucker Carlson and said that his dad was wearing a wire. Right. What the fuck is that? If I'm Matt Gates's dad, I'm going Jesus I'm Christ! What are you doing yeah. to me here? That makes mm-hmm. his dad now a target. 
Mm-hmm. Right? Because he outed his dad wearing a wire. That's some dumb fuckery right there. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, you know, you remember, Tucker, I brought my girlfriend to dinner. And Tucker's like, I don't know nothing about that shit. What you talking about? What you like, talking I mean, about, Willis? Just, well, and completely he, like, you remember the cheerleader uniform and the braces? You know? <laughs> well, and he also Jesus. said, and, and this pisses me off every time I hear, hear this soundbite, this 17-year-old woman. No, she's a no, 17-year-old she's a girl. girl. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, and, and yes, yeah, 17 year old girls have some sense of what their sexuality is going to be, yada, yada, yada. But he was pushing 40. Mm-hmm. And if he had been grooming her prior to that, potentially, or she had been groomed by others prior to that, then she had no sense if this, if these allegations are true, she had no sense of what her sexuality was. Even at 17, had yeah. she been groomed earlier, there's a whole different skew that, that she was taught, potentially. Mm-hmm. And she is not a woman. She is a 17-year-old girl. And, and yeah. as much as we think we're old at 17, we are not. Mm-hmm. And by the way, um, John Aravosis from the Unprecedented Podcast. Love him. Yeah, he just posted a photo yesterday of uh, Matt Gates with Nestor who Matt Gates in the caption for the photo refers to as just a, a congressional page. Uh-huh. And then um, a woman who's clearly either just of age or underage. And, uh, and so this was the, the picture, but it was just, it was weird seeing this Nestor character who was, you know, the source of all kinds of Twitter punchlines for many, many months still is uh, be referred to as, just a congressional page. Because wasn't the line from Matt Gates that Nestor was his adopted son or his foster son or something like that? I think Matt's a little fluid with his sexuality. <laughs> no, I tell you, because like this was actually the method that the predator who molested me when I was a kid mm-hmm. used, where you they have a friend, a wingman, who is the same age as their victims. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Who they use to, as bait, really. Like, they're someone very attractive, and like they bring around these underage people and assure them that the predator is a good guy. And right. His intentions are, you know. Oh, okay. They use this person to soften them up, and then, you know, it's sort of a pilot fish kind of relationship and they get like the handoffs and the drugs and whatever else are being yeah. used as enticements so okay. um Can i know they usually i mean aren't, aren't the the people that are of that that are that young aren't they also have most likely have also been abused yeah it's possible no, yeah, it's like, yeah 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 can either of you explain the extortion plot involving the fbi is no, it makes no sense the washington examiner seems to have uh material showing this scheme to get Matt Gates to help free an ex-FBI agent in Iran by telling Matt Gates that the FBI has photos of him in a sexual orgy with underage prostitutes. I don't know what any of that means. I, I, I can't quite figure out what the hell this uh, extortion plot is that Matt Gates keeps going on about because th- then that's become the other dimension to all of this. There's the underage girl, who right. 17-year-old girl, at least she was 17 at the time, Right. Who was, you know, being jetted around the country with Matt Gates, and they were apparently having a sexual relationship. Right. And and in previous news stories, there had been all kinds of quotes from Matt Gates about how he was dating like 21 year olds and saying that, oh, well, yes, of course, because I have a pulse. That's why I'm dating 21 year olds. So it kind of leads in that direction. Like he's got Mm -hmm. a penchant for very young women, certainly in the case of the 17 year old, a girl who he was taking advantage of allegedly and, and jetting her around, taking her across state lines, which makes it a federal crime, first of all. And so that would, I, I assume, loop in the FBI to investigate what that is. And then there's this other dimension of some sort of extortion plot where I guess the FBI is extorting something from Matt Gates in order to free no, an ex-FBI. No, he's saying, the, he's saying the FBI his, is investigating his, the extortion. His family okay. brought in the FBI because they were being extorted. But then I remember see. when he was t- when he was talking to Tucker Carlson and he brought up and nobody else has brought this up about pictures of him with underage prostitutes hmm. er? yeah when did that nobody's talking about that did you just disclose some information about yeah, something yeah. That, that we didn't even bring up <laughs> right right no one's talking about pictures matt or <laughs> of underage have... prostitutes we're right. just talking about you jetting around a 17 year old girl yeah which is bad right um we're not talking about photos of you with underage girls who happen to be in the prostitution 
part of it. Right. So uh, nobody, the New York Times didn't mention it. NBC didn't mention He mentioned it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Re- Rex <laughs> Chapman tweeted this. He said, uh, the best part of the interview uh, with Tucker Carlson is when Matt Gates says that there are no pictures of him with underage prostitutes and everyone else is like, dude, who said there were? <laughs> Exactly. This is dumb, yeah. dumb, Wait. dumb shits. Yeah, yeah. Just the dumbest criminals. These Hold guys... up. Wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Can we back up just a moment, Gabe? <laughs> yeah. What did you just say there? Record rip. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Um, you know, and it's all in the context, for me at least, as I'm watching this Matt Gates story uh, develop. It's all in the context of having seen that Q documentary, or at least episode oh, one God, of the Q yeah. documentary on HBO. And so that's the kind of perspective I'm looking at. And so, look, there are actual pedophiles working in the government, mm-hmm. but they support Q, and Q supports yeah. them. That's just the thing. I mean, yeah. there are lots of devils out there. There are people working inside the government to undermine liberty, to undermine democracy. And certainly, you only have to look as far as the Georgia state government mm-hmm. to determine that. And at the same time, uh, the Q people are like, oh, no, no, it's definitely Hillary Clinton and Tom Hanks. Yeah, those those guys are the ones <laughs> who are up to did shenanigans. You, but it's, Did it's, you hear the new one? What? No. <laughs> okay, so the, the, the freighter that was... Yeah, there's a new one. The okay. freighter that was stuck in the Suez Canal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With it, carrying children? Ah, uh-huh. It's called... Uh, the, I forget what the, the name ever of giving. the... The ever yeah, The Evergiving, but the company that owns it is Evergreen. And if you look at all the photographs, Evergreen is plastered all around the ship. Hillary Clinton's code name with the Secret Service was Evergreen at some point. Oh, my God. It still could be. <gasps> so wow. Q says because of that, the ship containers had children in mm. the containers. And the captain was so upset that he crashed the freighter the ship into the Suez Canal to draw attention to it and to stop it. Oh my uh, Tom God. Hartman, the captain or the pilot? The captain. Wow. Of the ship. Okay. Um, and and it basically it was it was him to call attention to it to stop this so that, that we that we Democrats couldn't either be the pedophiles or the eating of the children that we are. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say it was evergreen and that made the Q people think of a forest, and then that leads to raking oh, it, the forest, which maybe. means Donald Trump has a big announcement about becoming president in August. Well, there is <laughs> that, that but no, I mean, Tom one. Hartman literally let, read that this morning on his show, and I was like, oh my God, these people. These badly, badly deluded people. And so- I mean, is it Ashton Kutcher? Is he Q? Is he just fucking with? Is all Q of still posting? I didn't. Oh, I yeah. thought that he oh, yeah. vanished after the election. Oh no 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 no! They're still posting. Yeah no, he was um, on uh, 4chan for a while and then moved over to 8chan. 8chan and yeah. has jumped between different forums. Apparently, there are individual forums that are moderated right. by other weirdos, and that mm-hmm. uh, I think it's that Jim Watkins guy. Yeah, it's, I, I think, think it's, it's the guy Kutcher. who runs A-Chan. You think it's Ashton Kutcher? Yeah, probably. I think it's Ashton Kutcher. He's it's, just fucking with all of us. Yeah, it's absolutely a prank. It's a prank slash publicity stunt. It's just like yeah. something to get the kids uh, it's screaming. It's Andy Kaufman. <laughs> From yeah. the afterlife. It's yeah. Andy Kaufman. Yeah. Well, I mean, it doesn't take a whole lot to come up with these ridiculous uh, missives and, and communiques that he posts. And then it, it seems to be very, very popular. So he's going to keep going as long as it's popular until or until some of the shit gets shut down. But it doesn't seem like the drive to shut down some of these platforms is as strong as it was after the insurrection itself. And so now it's uh, kind of free reigns, which is kind of terrifying, you know, because all of these Q conspiracies led in a way to the insurrection itself there are devils among us but it's not who q says it is and the so many of the devils are standing with q absolutely and matt gates is one of them uh you know you, you can do start going down the list jim jordan donald trump himself you can go back to dennis hastert all these guys have issues with underage or just children let's put it that way um <sighs> Dennis Hastert being one of the most guilty. Donald Trump having uh, many questionable things that have come up as far as accusations go. Uh, Jim Jordan, we know about what happened at, uh, was it, Ohio State in the uh, locker room? And so these are all things that are happening in in plain view, and yet the Q people are like, oh, no, 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 it's Tom Hanks. (laughs) Tom Hanks going to Comet Ping Pong. That's the real problem. 
And we will also find out that Comic Ping Pong doesn't really have a basement at all. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I had a and honor call me a pedophile. And I'm like, you didn't even know how to spell that six months ago. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. it's just like, get, uh Yeah. So um, I've been dying to talk about uh, Gordon Liddy, G. Gordon Liddy, who, um, who died on Tuesday. There, all the shit came down on Tuesday, of course, after we finished the show. Right. So it was like uh, we, we wrapped up the show, covered a bunch of different topics, and then all of it was made entirely irrelevant by the fact that the Matt Gates news came down, and then right after that, the G. Gordon Liddy news came down. And I'm playing this because this was his theme song that he was borrowing from Miami Vice because he was on several episodes of Miami Vice as one of the villains. Of course, mm. it was one of the villains. And so, as you may or may not know, I I spent a little bit of time, better part of a year, working at the same radio station as G. Gordon Liddy. So I have lots and lots of Liddy stories. I told the David Letterman story on Stephanie's show and John's shows. So I don't want to go into that necessarily again, but it was it was kind of the nature of me and uh, some other people at the radio station being very, very young and foolish and antagonizing someone who could kill a guy with a pencil. And so uh, that was a kind of a foolish thing that we did. But it was a great story. Here's the thing about G. Gordon Liddy. G. Gordon Liddy, utterly fascinating character who, when you interact with him, is one of the most boring people you'll ever meet. <laughs> he was really just kind of didn't have a whole lot to say. He seemed very shy to me, the interactions that I had. Hmm. In fact, he was so shy that he came in and confronted me about that Letterman photograph in the newsroom. And I was like, well, no, I'm not going to take it down. And then he just kind of turned tail and, and wandered away. <laughs> so it wasn't like, I'm going to kill you now with this pencil, high pockets. <laughs> no, no, that didn't happen. So he's uh, just such a weird, iconoclastic old man um, who... And it was even in his. Did you say high pockets. Yeah, he, his nickname for me was High Pockets. That's hilarious. <laughs> and, and, well, first it was Stretch, and then it was High Pockets because it's the obvious nickname because I'm tall and G. Gordon Liddy was very very short, and I think that of kind was. of yeah that kind of explains a few things because in the obituary in the Washington Post, holy shit! And by the way, whenever Liddy would say the Washington Post, he would bleep the word post on his show. He would have his producer, John Pop, play a bleeping noise, sort of like what Stephanie Miller does for obscenities on her show. He was like, the Washington uh, But in the uh, Washington Post obituary, <laughs> talking about how much Gordon Liddy loved Hitler. Big fan of Adolf Hitler. In fact, uh, Gordon Liddy, I think, writes in his book, Will, that listening to Hitler's speeches electrified me. As a child, Ugh. I <laughs> listened to <laughs> He also loved guns. Gordon Liddy. Of course he did. Famously, and got into a lot of trouble for talking about how you, if the ATF knocks on your door, aim for the head because they're wearing Kevlar. Jesus. When federal agents raid your house, aim for the head. That was G. Gordon Liddy's advice. And he, uh, he uh, got in a lot of trouble with that. And while I was working at that radio station on his show, he was talking about how uh, he would go to the rifle range and bring his grandchildren, and then they would stick uh, photographs of Bill and Hillary Clinton up on the targets and, sh and shoot at <laughs> pictures of the president, who was, you know, when I was, it was 1993 when I was working at that radio station. Uh, and so the other thing with his guns is uh, because of Watergate, you know, the break-in itself, wiretapping, and, of course, he wouldn't cooperate famously. He wouldn't turn in anyone else. He wouldn't, I don't rat on anybody. And so he was just... It, it exacerbated his prison sentence, uh, only to be commuted by Jimmy Carter uh, early on. But uh, because of that, he couldn't own any firearms, but he found he was so proud of the loophole that he found. In fact, he would brag about this. He would brag about the fact that I don't own any firearms. Mrs. Liddy owns 27 of them. So he's basically a terrible person. Is that where we're going with this? Yeah, I mean, he sounds like an absolute loathsome slime ball. But he's basically he is, like Roger Stone without the political finesse. That's just the yes. thing. I mean, among all of the right wing FM radio, AM radio talkers, G. Gordon Liddy, though, was so iconoclastic and off on his in his own weird universe. Like, for example, he would for his first hour of the show, he did a show for three hours a day. The first hour was nothing but him reading the newspaper. I mean, it was it was insanely boring. And when I talk about G. Gordon Liddy was boring, that was one of the boring things. So he would literally sit there, and this was G. Gordon Liddy for an hour, minus commercial breaks. 
right, we turn now to the Washington Times, uh, page A3, headline. And then this is like, exactly, this is being broadcast on dozens of radio stations across the country. And we have here something about Whitewater and Bill and Hillary Clinton. Oh my yeah. God. And I would sit there. I would sit there in the newsroom, which was literally, I sat for like an entire summer, like six feet away from G. Gordon Liddy on the other side of this big plate glass window separating the newsroom from the air studio. And I would observe this. And then during the commercials, he would sit there and eat his salad. And then when he was done eating his salad, he would take out a little comb and, and comb his giant mustache. Oh my <laughs> tiny mustache comb. And then he would go back. Then they would come back, and, and they, the the producer would play the Miami Vice theme. And as a all right, it's a April Niner, because he never would say nine. He would never say the number nine. He would say Niner, April Niner, and uh, here in the New York <laughs> Times, page three. And it's just like, oh my <laughs> god! And look over there, high pockets thinks this is funny. Uh, but at one point, it got really sketchy while I was at that radio station. Um, and I think what happened was, if I recall correctly, his listeners would always show up at the radio station after Liddy's air shift, and then Liddy would go out and sign autographs in the lobby of the radio station. <laughs> and so one day, uh, I noticed, uh, and, and several of us noticed, that in the lobby, several minutes before the end of the Liddy show, there was a guy <laughs> sitting in the chair with a fresh head wound <laughs> bleeding f- bleeding from the head and he's got he's holding a rag on it and on the little table in the waiting room next to the chair is a gun <laughs> so like oh Jesus Christ oh what? shit there's a guy waiting for Liddy with a gun and probably to sh- just show Liddy his gun but because there was a rivalry between the Don and Mike show and the Liddy show partly because of well, a couple of things. Partly because of the Letterman photograph. And if you know the Letterman story, we completely tortured G. Gordon Liddy with that Letterman photo. But then there was also this thing. What, tell, what's the Letterman photo? The, okay, the Letterman photo, long story short, Buzz had a signed photograph of David Letterman on the wall of the newsroom. Liddy didn't like that photo because he could see it out of his peripheral vision through the glass and on the other side of the wall. And so he, Liddy came in and asked me to take it down one day before mm-hmm. Buzz got to work. And so I said, no, I'm not going to do it. And then... Uh, uh, I told Don and Mike, and I, of course I told Buzz. I told Buzz right away. I called Buzz. And uh, so then Rob and I... One of Liddy the other, wants you to take the Letterman sign down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, what happened was uh, one of the other interns, Rob Spiewak, and I decided to take matters into our own hands, and we took that Letterman photo down, and then we made photocopies of it. We must have made hundreds of photocopies of it. Cut out the heads, just the faces of Letterman, and posted them all over the radio station. I mean, taped little mm-hmm. tiny ones onto the leaves of the ficus trees, and then the, <laughs> the, 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 the finale, the grand finale, was a giant one, like maybe at least eight by ten, and we taped it to the inside of the elevator door so that when Liddy got out, uh, finished his radio show, went to the elevator to go downstairs to his car in the parking <laughs> garage, that elevator door would shut and let that big Letterman face appears right in front of him. That was the cap. And so that generated another part of the rivalry between the shows. And then there was a thing between Liddy and Don Geronimo about the size of their balls. Because oh Liddy was bragging about how he's got giant balls, and then Geronimo called his bluff and said, okay, let's compare. I'll take my balls out, you take out your balls, and we'll see whose balls are bigger. And I'm like, oh, ah, Jesus. Is that supp- I have a question, boys. Yeah. Do you really fight over the size of your balls? Because they're not that attractive. I don't. I never have. <laughs> no, it's not, you know. And they get, like, saggier and longer and closer as to you, your kneecaps as you get older. As you get you older, know? they... and. Yeah. And just so you, so you know, it's like rats and mice and squirrels have human-sized balls, so mm-hmm. um, it's not a good look. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> all of this led to this battle of the balls between Don Geronimo and G. Gordon Liddy led to this guy showing up in the lobby who we assumed wanted to attack Don and Mike or attack any of us who were involved in the Don and Mike show. Uh, I mean, we didn't know what exactly the motive was, but it scared 
uh, Don enough that we actually ended up hiring a security guard who we called on the show. We referred to the security guard as MacGyver and MacGyver <laughs> would go everywhere with the show. So, I mean, for the a good chunk of my time on the Don and Mike show, we had a security guard escorting us to, you know, to our cars and so on because we were afraid of G. Gordon Liddy's people coming after us, you know, and there was obviously the context of a, you know, like a, a movie like talk radio where um, Barry Champlain gets shot in the end and so on. We're all talking about that. And we're like, oh, ah, we're being ridiculously paranoid about it. And of course, nothing happened. There was just that one guy, but it was just the environment. Liddy was so fucking crazy about using fire. Like one of the things he would talk about is, you know, if you're attacked in your yard by someone, make sure to draw the assailant into your house so you can shoot them in the head. Shoot him, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) In order for it to be self-defense. I've had cops tell me that. And make sure the body falls in the house and not outside the house. Don't shoot him in the back, shoot him in the front. There are all (laughs) sorts of scenarios. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And Liddy was so full of shit. But you know what? Maybe he wasn't. He said, as I said, he said he could kill a guy with a pencil. He, you know, one of the things that we used to always joke about is he used to always brag about Mrs. Liddy's chocolate cake and how the frosting was made in a way that you could snap it like a twig. And it's just the weird Liddy things. And then he was doing these calendars where he would get listeners, uh, women listeners, to send in like bikini photos of themselves holding firearms. And that became his <laughs> big merch rollout that he had in association with the show, which is this awful, awful, awful calendar. And then he did this cruise. This is the thing that you can look up. You can actually see this picture if you Google G. Gordon Liddy and bathing suit. Because he did. No, 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 no. <laughs> he did a cruise. He did a cruise with all of his listeners. And a photo got out from the cruise in which he's wearing nothing but a bikini bathing suit. Oh, oh God, my, my eyes. My retina. My, retina. <laughs> yeah. my oh, mind's God. eye just oh, like God. got cataracts. Yeah, re- red, white, and blue. Red, oh, white, blue. blue. And, and maybe, and, and judging by the photograph. And the contents of that fucking bathing suit, I think he was telling the truth about his balls. I'm just saying, you can clearly see it. You could probably Google it right now. Well, yeah, Either he's you're 70 doing fucking that? years old. They hang to his kneecaps, I'm sure. Like, I mean. <laughs> but. Uh, Either that or he's just like some part of his colostomy bag sticking out. <laughs> One of my uh, stories that I always tell, in fact, I, I told this story on my Instagram. And I included a photograph of the exterior of the WJFK studios when they were still in uh, on Main Street in Fairfax. And uh, I was standing, I don't know what the hell I was doing at the time, but there was a long hallway that was near the air studio that had these giant plate glass windows that looked out onto Main Street in Fairfax, Virginia. And the sidewalk that leads from the parking lot to the front door of the radio station. And it was a particularly icy day. It was one of those crazy Washington, D.C. area ice storms. And so there was just black ice everywhere. And so I'm standing, I must have been talking to someone in front of those big windows that look out in the front of the radio station. And here comes Gordon Liddy walking from the parking lot in front of the station towards the front door of the radio station. And he hit a patch of that black ice. And Gordon Liddy went down. Oh my God! He went wow. down in the most cartoonishly funny oh, way. Yay. Where it's just don't like, make me laugh at this. <laughs> it's like there's the <laughs> Hanna Barbera sound effects of his feet just trying to suddenly catch himself, and then his arms flailing, and then just that look of panic on his face, and boom, down he goes, oh. cracked his head open, and <gasps> there's a lot of head injuries in this story. Yeah, yes. lots of lots of head injuries. That's well, whenever you involve G. Gordon Liddy, lots of head injuries because you know yeah. he could kill a guy with a pencil. But this is me. This is me in the lobby. We're just doing the Robert De Niro laugh from Cape Fear at Gordon Liddy's injury. I mean, he could have been out there dead, and I would have. But see, it was. That's why I have such fond memories of this fucking crook. Like because the vice principal that you couldn't stand, who couldn't stop walking into the walls. Yeah, yeah, he was so interesting and weird that there was always a new story every fucking day, a new Gordon Liddy story. But so there you go. Uh, just to wrap this up, uh, Nixon famously said on one of the White House tapes, this is on tape, you can hear it in the archives. Nixon said uh, regarding G. Gordon Liddy, he must be a little nuts. He just isn't well screwed on, is he? So, yeah. 
Nixon having a good line right there. <laughs> and yet he's you know, part of this bag. bombastic right wing, yeah. you know, kill Hillary Clinton kind of weird death cult. I mean, well, like he, he, actually, he and Rush Limbaugh, like he inspired Rush Limbaugh, inspired Trump and, you know, like – I feel like – but maybe those assholes, bolivating assholes have always run the consciousness and we just are – Yeah. Go well, ahead. He wanted to kill the journalist Jack Anderson. In fact, he volunteered to Nixon and the other Watergate plumbers that he would assassinate <laughs> Jack Anderson. He was involved – Liddy, I think, was also the mastermind behind the uh, smear attack against Daniel Ellsberg. Remember they broke into Daniel Ellsberg's psychiatrist's office mm -hmm. and busted it up? That was a – I think that was a – a G. Gordon Liddy joint. I think that was one of his. And then, of course, he was the mastermind of Watergate, where he was the guy who, you know, organized this second-rate burglary, this botched burglary. So his claim to fame is that he engaged in this failed attempt to bug the Democratic National Headquarters, a spectacularly failed event, and an event that was so badly planned and executed that it took down the entire Nixon White House, the entire Nixon presidency. And G. Gordon Liddy was responsible for that, and yet he would drive around in a, uh, I think he had at the time a black Volvo with the personalized license plate H2O gate. And that's that's all you need to know. So so proud oh, of his <laughs> political disaster. His role in introducing raw criminality into yeah, the yeah. public discourse. So thank you for indulging. And we graduate me. from, you know, housebreakers to child traffickers, you know. <laughs> that's right. Yay, go Republicans. Well, I mean, look, I, this is also loops in. I wrote a whole piece about this for the banter. This also along with the Matt Gates story also loops into this ridiculous Q conspiracy because at one point, yeah, you know what? In this country, there was kind of a deep state. G. Gordon Liddy was basically the deep state. G. Gordon Liddy, E. Howard Hunt, all of the uh, White House plumbers at the time who eventually went on to work for the committee to reelect the president are creep. We work for creep. <laughs> this was that pre-Watergate era was the high watermark Which of the... Which in the modern age has become the derp state. Yeah, exactly, um, exactly. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, uh, this is all to say that there are many, many devils in Washington, but usually they're the supporters of people like the Q Collective and and the Red Hats and the Trump movement and so on. They're all part of it. So, uh, so there you go. Okay, well, let's talk about the after party right here. Every Friday, Kimberly Johnson and I... That's tomorrow. We're doing one tomorrow. Kimberly Johnson and I record a fourth podcast for the week, but this one's totally different from the usual Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday shows. The Friday After Party podcast is loaded with all the politics you want, while also including uncensored, completely obscene conversations about sex, drugs, movies, television, our personal lives, all the crap we can't get away with on the free show. So please help support this podcast by subscribing to our Friday After Party for just $10 per month. Plus, you're also going to get two post-mortem shows every week included in that level of support. That's bobseskashow.com, or just click the all-caps Patreon link beneath the logo at bobseska.com. Thank you. The Bob Seska Show. Rattle your sabers and shout your cursing words When it doesn't cut your skin and it doesn't really Outside your belief You're so courageous When you take away from me So whose miracle Are you wanting it to be? Ah, my friend Seth Adam right here This is a song called Who's America from East Rock SethAdam.com Support his music here. Yeah, April is Indie Rewind Music Month or uh, Indie Music Rewind Month, depending on what you'd like to call it. I don't know what to call it yet. But what we're doing here, as I announced on Tuesday's show, for the month of April, we're going to rewind to April 2020 and replay all of the songs from April 2020. Because here's what I'm going to do. I mean, I realized the other day, we always roll out new music and we only end up playing it for that one month. And probably once truncated on the free show and then once full length on the Indie Music Countdown. So like one and a half times during the course of a month. And then we, so far, we just never come back to it. So I thought, why don't we do this, where we take a previous 
previous month of the Indie Music Countdown, previous month of Indie Music here on the show, and just replay all of those songs from that month. Uh, and we're going to start that with this month. So what were you, what you're going to hear as far as the Indie Music goes on this month, and you can follow along at home by going to the uh, the archive at bobseska.com, we're going to just play all the songs that we played uh, one year ago. And so that's uh, that's what we're doing here, starting off the uh, the event with uh, the Seth Adams song, Who's America from East Rock. And uh, Pride Fails coming up after the next break. So, but yeah, so you had your vaccine. You got the Pfizer vaccine? I did. I thought I was going to get Moderna because when I scheduled our appointments, they immediately scheduled it online yeah. four weeks later. So I assumed it was going to be Moderna because that's a four-week thing. Right. And then when I saw on my little card, which I... Which you can laminate, by the way, because they're never going to put a booster shot on that. So everybody that was bitching and moaning at me about oh. laminating the damn card, yeah, f you, yeah. Uh, you're all wrong. <laughs> right. um, and and by the way, Staples is doing it for free if you want to get them laminated. But anyway, regardless, and I saw my little card. It said Pfizer, which I wanted Pfizer because of everything I've read about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's new reporting today that it looks like it's good for six months. Um, and it's good against the South African variant. So awesome. these are also very good things. I mean, they're yeah. still studying, obviously, but right now the, the early reporting is, yes, this will last for at least six months, and that it, it does it does work against the South African variant. So yay. Yeah. And also everybody else that's under about 65 years old has had their second shot with Moderna have more of a reaction than the Pfizer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And so, I mean, right now I feel fine. Other than that, you guys sound like Bill Gates, but that's I'll get used to that. Um, I know he does sound like Kermit the Frog, doesn't he? Um, that was actually very, really very, good, by the way. It was here at Microsoft. It's we believe in, in a. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> and so, I mean, I so I was very excited that I got that, and then I asked the nurse when she was giving me my shot. I said, "I have an appointment for April 29th. Is there any way I can schedule it a week earlier now that I'm doing Pfizer? Because mm-hmm. that would get us." fully vaccinated right in time for Mother's Day. Yeah, perfect. Oh, um, yay. Yeah. And she said, well, you're going to have to do it online. And I'm looking right now and they're like, no, don't even. And I don't want to cancel our April 29th appointments by any stretch of the imagination. I want those, you know, because we can have it up to six weeks later, the shot. So as of right now, we're doing our shots at, on April 29th. If I can get an earlier one, I'll try. I will. But right yeah. now, because how Walgreens, because we did it through Walgreens and how Walgreens does it, you have to sign in and they already know I have an appointment. They're like, <laughs> good luck. <laughs> well, um, so. it's amazing how far we've come since last year. I mean, speaking of rewinding to April 2020, mm-hmm. I mean, just the progress that we've made uh, in the last couple of months without Trump in the way has been tremendous. Let's Jimmy Kimmel did this great bit on his show last night. I want to replay it. This is uh Jimmy Kimmel doing This Week in COVID History, rewinding back (laughs) exactly one year to where we were with the virus uh, right at the beginning of April. This Week in COVID History. As we head into April 2020, President Trump is a ratings hit. Mr. Trump and his coronavirus updates have attracted an audience of 8.5 million, roughly the viewership of the season finale of The Bachelor. That's not me talking. That's literally what the president tweeted. Word for word. It was weird. Did you know I was number one on Facebook? Number one on Facebook. So, Mr. Number One, how do we beat this pandemic? Maybe by wearing masks. The CDC says it's a good idea. With the masks, it's going to be really a voluntary thing. You can do it. You don't have to do it. I'm choosing not to do it. Great thinking, Mr. T. Who needs masks when you have tonight's sponsor? Hydroxychloroquine. 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 Hydroxyquinolone. It's unbelievable and totally untested. We have purchased 29 million pills. We're sending them to the hospitals. We're sending them all over. There are signs that it works on this, some very strong signs. But don't just take his word for it. Everything shows that it works. I think this is the beginning of the end of the pandemic. I'm very serious. I think history will judge who's right on this debate. I bet on President Trump's intuition on this one. Yes, our president knows best. What do you have to lose? Take it. Yes, just shut up and put it in your butt. This has been (laughs) this week in COVID history. Uh, Simpler times. Yeah, holy shit. 
I, you know, it occurred to me while I was making that uh, tape of that uh, episode of Jimmy Kimmel that, uh, God, I'm so glad we don't have to look at Donald Trump's mouth anymore. No kidding. Yeah. His ovipositor. Yeah, yeah. His, just his little O Cheerio mouth when he would make those fucking faces. Holy shit, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Thank you, Twitter. I'm so sorry for all the antagonizing about the lack of an edit button and the fact that your auto-refresh constantly makes me waste time, but thank you. Thank you for banning Donald Trump from your platform. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Because now we don't have to look at his fucking tweets. We don't have to look at his fucking face. That's that's one of the big things for me. That's a big deal for me. To not have to look at Donald Trump's pumpkin face with that fucking Cheerio glued right in the middle of it. Holy God damn it. Um, And speaking of... Oh, no, I remember. I just remember the saturate. And it was was just so wall-to-wall. You could not escape him. And, Mm -hmm. like, you couldn't get away from the tweets. You couldn't get away from the voice. You couldn't get away from his fat scrotum ball of a face. (laughs) I love that. That's sagging dewlaps under his chin. (laughs) So Sarah Palin, I don't know if you heard this. Sarah Palin tested positive for COVID. A big darn deal. Yeah, it is a big darn deal. Tested positive. She wants you to wear masks. And now, yeah, now she's all about wearing a mask. Oh yeah, make sure. What the fuck is wrong with these people? It's always, it's never real until it happens to them. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh my gosh. Little yeah. little fucking children have to be burned by the fucking stove before they'll learn their lesson. And that's time and time again. It's the Chris Christie phenomenon. They're only on board with the uh, preventative measures with the COVID protocol after they've already gotten COVID. Yeah. Uh, in Chris Christie's case, you know, what was he in the ICU on a ventilator for a period of time? Clearly, Sarah Palin's the same way. I mean, she must have had it bad. If this has changed her opinion on wearing oh, yeah. masks... She must have been, yeah, she must have been clobbered by it. Yeah. 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 Healthcare personnel were like, Governor, have you uh, experienced a sudden loss of taste? And they were like, oh, no, right. She always dressed like this. (laughs) (laughs) She said she was having bizarre um, uh, side effects from the COVID. And I'm like, how would you know? I mean, she's acting like a normal person. Yeah. How would you know? I mean, you know. (laughs) That's right. Oh, my God. A big darn deal. Yep. Well, and it's no wonder that we could be looking at another surge. I know the uh, director of the CDC is quite concerned that we're going to hit another surge here. I mean, here's one example of why. Because we just can't have fucking nice things. We got too many goddamn morons in this country. Um, This New Jersey gym is offering free memberships to people who don't get vaccinated. Oh, that'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. What we really want to do is incentivize the morons. We want to incentivize irresponsibility. Um, and by all means, you guys grow your own variant, you know? Yeah. Maybe it after the gym. <laughs> yeah. Well, and meanwhile, Marjorie Taylor Greene. <laughs> oh, there she is. <laughs> Checking in. Terrible. Uh, didn't oh she, post, she posted a video of her doing uh, uh, CrossFit? CrossFit, yeah. And insisting that's going to keep her safe from COVID. No. The, those herky jerky pull ups, which to me, whenever I see CrossFit, and I'm someone I I, I lift weights. It looks fu- like joint damage in the action. It does. You know? <laughs> yes, like, exactly I mean, right. I mean, I'm I'm almost fifty, and I lift weights five days a week, and I could never possibly do that fucking CrossFit shit because it just looks like a back injury waiting to happen. It looks and like it's a dislocated based on shoulder. Really, sh- like phony, bogus, faux science. I mean, bro science. Yeah. Did yeah. you guys hear this one woman years when it first became the first fad? initially mm-hmm. and they don't let you rest between anything because that's kind of the point Until of you it vomit. Yeah. and this one i think it was a woman she was lifting weights lifting weights all the time all the time never letting her body rest to the point where she woke up one day and couldn't move her arms oh my god she had yeah. basically the the lactic acid had built up in her muscles so poorly that she's now disabled yeah it's going to be one of those things that i think maybe 10 years from now it's just going to be one of those punchlines. It's like when you look back mm-hmm. at the, what was that thing that Suzanne Summers, the thigh master. The thigh master. The oh, shake weight. The, the shake, shake weight. weight. Yeah, that's another one. It's I another... met the actress that was in those commercials for the shake weight. Oh, gosh. Really? Her name is Erica. She did a she did an industrial for the company that I worked for, for um, a hotel chain. And I wait, you did the shake weight? She goes, yeah, I did. I own a piece of that company because of that. And I made a small fortune. Yeah, I can't even nice. imagine. Good for her. Do you know anyone who actually bought a shake weight? Not I, for real. I yeah. know people that I probably know people bought, who them bought them as jokes. jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, the only thing that uh, the Thighmaster was good for was comedy. 
That was right. just about it. Thank you to the creators of the Thighmaster for lots of jokes in the middle 1990s because Thighmaster, funny, groin pull, not funny. So <laughs> just making sure we're clear on that. Uh, right. Meanwhile, I pulled a groin muscle once, but fortunately <laughs> it wasn't mine. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> there you go. The uh, House Select Committee on the Coronavirus Crisis is reviewing the federal response to COVID-19, and they obtained documents that show the Trump administration, quote, pursued a haphazard and ineffective approach to procurement of personal protective equipment and medical supplies at the start of the pandemic. Fancy that, completely fucking incompetent, right, Sarah Palin? A big darn deal. It is. Uh, Peter Navarro, who served as Trump's trade advisor, we heard Peter Navarro denying, you know, the pandemic in that Jimmy Kimmel clip. Well, he served as Trump's trade advisor, of course, and he warned Trump on March 1st, 2020, to acquire medical supplies and invest in coronavirus tests and other supplies to fight the virus, according to a memo. After Trump ignored Navarro's recommendations, he pursued his own strategy to acquire supplies, committing more than $1 billion in federal funds with little oversight. Yeah, because they went to his pals, right? The hydroxychloroquine people. And we found out, didn't we find out that at one point, Donald Trump had stock in the company or as part yeah. of a mutual fund or something like that, the mm-hmm. company that makes yeah. hydroxychloroquine. Jesus, mm-hmm. God. So uh, there, there's your day in, in COVID news. We're going to take a, one last break here. And when we come back, Alex Jones is now denying that he had anything to do with the insurrection. What? It's fucking hilarious. So we're going to play. Wasn't the- he there? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly right. There's video of him there. Oh, for fuck's sake. All right, we're going to play the back-to-back video uh, right after these words. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska. Pride Fails, Case in Point is the name of the song. The uh, album is called Our Own Battle. Facebook.com slash Pride Fails Band to support Pride Fails. Love this song. BobSeska.com slash music. We want to uh, submit your songs to the show. Obviously, the new submissions will be uh, delayed until May because we're doing a rewind month here, playing all the songs from April 2020 because uh, why not? Uh, Okay, getting back into things here uh, on a very, very serious note. The defense attorneys for Derek Chauvin can feel free to go fuck themselves. Um, This ridiculousness, this latest defense uh, that they're using now is that, oh, yeah, uh, Derek Chauvin was distracted. He killed George Floyd because he's just looking the other way. He's like, oh, oh, did I murder someone? Oh, fuck. I was so distracted. For nine minutes and 30 seconds or 29 seconds? Yeah, Jesus Christ. I mean, this guy must have some sort of uh, mental illness that he can't focus on the fact that he's murdering someone and has lost track of the guy who's, you know, under his fucking knee. Yeah. 
Unfucking believable. This uh, I don't know if either of you are watching this trial, but it's I've seen some of it. It's heart wrenching. Yeah, just I've seen some clips, and that's exactly right. Some of the testimony is really uh, uh, disturbing, and I'm I'm concerned because uh, I was watching video yesterday of an exchange between the judge and the fucking asshole judge talking to the EMT. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, where he's just like, I'll decide when your answer is complete, you know, and you don't, you you answer the questions that are put to you. It was, I mean, he would not talk to a male firefighter that way. Nope, nope. I found it super condescending, super arrogant. I mean, you know, I'd be like, no, asshole, history will decide when our answers are complete. People will be reading this testimony in a hundred fucking years. Yeah, And if I was going on public record, I would want to make it clear this disgusted and horrified me. He had a bug up his ass. He was yeah. clearly acting upon, you know, the chip on his shoulder because uh, whatever whatever it might be, misogyny, whether he's a, you know, kind of a Trump guy who... Or pro-cop. Pro yeah, pro-cop, something like that. Whatever Racist. motivated it, <laughs> it was just a shocking display to see. Because yeah. I mean, this, the, what, the, the off-duty EMT, I think she was an off-duty firefighter. Right. Um, she wanted to help. And she right. wanted to see if she could revive George Floyd, but the cops wouldn't let her. Right. And so, of course, she's no, got they threatened that. a pepper sprayer. Yeah. 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 And of course, she's got that on her conscience now. And so, I mean, one well, of it's the, the kid that said he passed a bad 20, his guilt. Yeah. Um, it's like and and two of the police officers that were on scene had only been cops for like three or four days. So there's that problem that they have. So they need to just plead out and and testify against this guy. Yeah. Um, The thing that I've seen is that every single witness that they've talked to so far has expressed remorse and sadness that they, and it's like everybody feels responsible for this except the fucking murdering cop. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Well, the whole world is in shock Uh over that. The whole world has been in shock since last year when it actually fucking happened. And it's just like, oh, well, yeah, he was... He wasn't, he wasn't paying attention to what he was doing because there were so many people gathering and he thought his life might be in danger. Whatever the fucking excuse was. They, they, said, have, uh, co- they have guns and there were cops with guns. Exactly. Please. These goddamn... See, the, the training now for cops seems like... And again, if, if you've been in, through training for uh, being on a police force and so on, please correct me because it's just from the outside looking in, it seems like... The training for police officers is to constantly assume that you are going to be murdered at any minute and that you have the latitude to prevent that from happening. And whatever that latitude entails, you can fucking do that. But the assumption is if there are especially black people anywhere near you, that your life is in danger and that you can use deadly force if you just feel that sense of danger. Even if there is no tangible danger happening to you, you can, oh, well, I was under threat. And, you know, as this guy said, uh, the defense lawyer, Eric Nelson said, as the crowd grew in size, seemingly so did their anger. Nelson said, remember, there is more to the scene than just what the officers see in front of them. There are people behind them and across the street. There are cars stopping, people yelling. There, There was a growing crowd and what officers Begging him to, be to a, stop. Exactly. So, so well, now, and, the ongoing behavior from these cops, the policy, and it seems like they're following, is we are under threat and we can use deadly force to stop that threat. And but they that's, were putting deadly force on the guy that wasn't the threat. Right. He was handcuffed. Yes. It made, it's like my, my excuse is I'm terrified of a crowd, so let me kill the guy they're asking me not to kill. So, and then at the very least, they're saying that this crowd was distracting Shalvin. No. Ah, fuck. Look, show me one white man who will fucking take responsibility for his goddamn actions in this fucking world. Jesus Christ, Alex Jones is the same way. Alex Jones now completely denying, this is on his radio show, I think it was either yesterday or the day before, he was on with Roger Stone, who is somehow still at large, Donald Trump, still at large, Alex Jones, still at large, but he had uh, uh, Roger Stone on yesterday, and here's... Here's coward Alex Jones denying that he had anything to do with the insurrection. They want to put me in jail, and it's the idea that we did that Capitol thing is just ridiculous. What? I think that is freaking... Yeah, it's that, it's that Capitol thing. That thing that happened down there at the Capitol. It's just stupid. The, the, cap, the Capitol thing, you know, that insurrection that everyone... I was just going to call it a thing because, you know, I don't know what it is, but it's just a thing. 
just a thing. But who knows? I mean, Roger's been right all along. I'm, We'll probably go to prison for it, for all I know. Okay, so he had nothing to do with it, but here was Alex Jones literally on the day of the insurrection. Then the White House told me three days before, we're going to have you lead the march. The Secret Service, before Trump finishes 30 minutes before or so, will lead you to a point, take you out of the front row, and lead you to the place where they want you to start the march, and Trump will tell people, go and I'm going to meet you at the Capitol. Uh, Fuck you! Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Don't they realize people have recording devices and they have spoken into said recording devices and we can play that back? Own your fucking shit. Yeah. God damn these guys. Own it. If you're going to pull these con- goddamn stunts, the same with Donald Trump. It's like the, the thing that drives me nuts almost more than the crimes themselves is the immediate, who, me? I mean, that makes me fucking I'm crazy. the victim here. Yeah, yeah, that's what, yeah. Yeah, and it's the same with all the insurrectionists. The fucking Q shaman. Who, me? I, they just let me in. You guys did this thing, and you were proud of it. You had fun doing it. It was a blast for you. Many of you had planned it through the Q forums and whatever fucking dark alleys of the fucking internet that you lurk in day to day. This was a thing that you wanted to do and a thing that you wanted to do for quite a while. I mean, months of planning, at least since the fucking election that was being planned. And now they're like, I didn't do it. I just we were we went down there. I was just part of the crowd and then caught up in the moment. I don't know what happened. We just got swept away. And God damn. And the cops let us in. I just thought we were taking a tour of the Capitol building. I didn't know. (laughs) We were <sighs> hugging them with steel doors. Right. <laughs> we were hugging them with steel doors. That's exactly right. Uh, well, speaking of which, uh, two Capitol Police officers are suing Donald Trump. This is uh, good. Uh, good. I, I wish we had a jingle. Who's suing Trump today? Uh, can we? Can someone make that jingle? Who's suing Trump today? Rocky Mountain Mike, can you make a jingle? <laughs> oh yes, yeah, he loves, loves that. suggestions. He yes, really exactly. Does. I'm always like, making. Who's suing who? By Aretha who's Franklin. Who, exactly. Right. <laughs> who's suing who? <laughs> Tell me all about it, baby. Oh, yeah. You know what? Now you know. I have a Matt Gates Morrissey song that I'm. You know, because someone's like, "Hey, Rocky Mountain Mike, you should do a Matt Gates song to the tune of Cemetery Gates by the Smiths." And he was like, "No, I shouldn't." And I was like, "I could do that." So, uh, have you ever heard my Morrissey? It's dead on. You will swear he's in the room. Well, see, now I'm excited about the who's suing Trump jingle. Now I desperately want that. Two U.S. Capitol Police officers who say they were injured during the January 6th insurrection are suing former President Donald Trump for inciting the crowd. The officers, the the first police to sue in court following the riot, say they suffered physical and emotional damages because Trump allegedly inflamed, encouraged, incited, and directed. Uh, the violent mob that stormed the Capitol. Capitol Police officers James Blassingame and Sidney Hemby, who have been with the force for a combined 28 years, said they were injured during the attack. Hemby was crushed against the doors of the Capitol and was uh, sprayed with chemicals and bled from his face, the lawsuit says. Blassingame claims he was slammed against a stone column, injuring his head and back. Each of the officers are seeking at least $75,000 in damages. You're lowballing it, guys. Lowballing it. Seriously, get a million. Billions and billions. Barb McQuaid was on Stephanie's show today, and, and yes. Stephanie asked about that, and she said it's it's a way to get into the lawsuit. There's like a minimum, and I guess they'll probably add to it. I know that when my mom sued the Inquirer, she sued for ten million, and ended up the the jury awarded two million, I think, and then on appeal she got two hundred thousand. Oh wow! Um, hmm. She donated the two million to Jonas Salk. That was her charity in the yeah. in the eighties. Because it wasn't about the money; it was about winning the case. Yeah. Um, but so I, there must be. She said it, it. I didn't quite understand that you just do the minimum. Why not go for a billion dollars, like mm-hmm. Smartmatic and and Dominion? But it could be versus per people versus I don't know. It, yeah. There's something she said. It could change. The amount will change. So. Well, I like the uh, I like the amount chosen by Dominion against Fox News. What is it? One point mm-hmm. nine billion dollars or something like that. It's one point six, I believe, yeah. from Dominion and one point three from Smartmatic. So that's two point <laughs> nine billion dollars from two different companies. <laughs> 
But I, I feel like simultaneously we should have a class action suit on behalf of all Americans against all of the COVID denier yeah. networks and all the people who spread disinformation mm-hmm. and told their viewers to just go out and raw dog the air willy nilly with no masks on. Well, even you if know? it doesn't go anywhere, there's value in just filing the suit and then maybe later backing off. Because as we've seen, the just the simple filing of a lawsuit gets people like Lou Dobbs to back off and some of the other characters who have been inciting and inflaming all of this for some time now gets them all to say, you know, because they're ultimately cowards. They're all fucking cowards. All these people, yeah. as I was saying before, doing the who me thing, they're fucking cowards because they refuse to own their horse shit. And of course, uh, I hope I hope the lawsuits keep pouring in. Because yeah. I desperately want that jingle, I you know that's just the thing. <laughs> that's the thing now. I want the material. I want, <laughs> I want the radio fun. Uh, that's why I want more lawsuits about. This. No, I'm kidding. Of course, it's to uh, seek justice in all of this. And you know, maybe from you know the, between the insurrection and COVID, we'll start working our way back and seeking justice for some of the things that happened before both of those things. Because there were many things, so many things, more things. And so, uh, what things? Yeah. Oh, yeah. we didn't even talk about Dan Bongino getting ripped off by the Mercers. What? What? Okay, that's going to be on the postmortem show. Holy shit! I know nothing about this. How did I? How did I miss that? Bring me the head of whoever didn't tell me about Dan Bongino and the Mercers. Okay, we're going to talk about that on the postmortem show coming yeah. up next <laughs> on our Patreon page, Patreon.com/slash/BobSuskaShow. Oh, by the way, Jody, you have a brand new Patreon page. Why don't you? I plug do. It? It's Patreon.com. Uh, slash from the bunker and um, we've got the one dollar uh, tier is the our show commercial free the five dollar tier that plus one sketch and then the ten dollar tier that the first sketch and another sketch so we'll have two sketches a month for the ten dollar tier one sketch a month for the five dollar tier and what i've put up so far because sean still has to write um <laughs> i've put up some vintage sketches from a sketch show that sean and i were involved in okay so when you say sketches it's ago. like you actually you're posting video right it's oh yeah video we're sketches. posting video man and and uh, i may post some other i mean i've got got about 10 or so sketches to put up so sean has time to write <laughs> wonderful patreon.com slash from the bunker yep. N- no dashes in there no which is nice yeah God. yeah uh, yeah, so ba- make sure to go subscribe to Jody's Patreon. Also, David Ferguson is at astralsummer.bandcamp.com. Any new songs coming out, David? Oh, you know, yes, but it may Good. be a couple more weeks. Okay, fair enough. That takes a while to put these things together. Understandable. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about, also, the Ben Shapiro bot is, is in the news. We're going to talk about him just a little bit on the postmortem show coming up next. Some guy, actually, a couple of people were killed again in another gender reveal event. We may talk about that a little bit too. That's all happening on our Patreon page. It's bobseskashow.com. That's the easy address to remember. Takes you right to the Patreon page. You sign up for $1 a month, $5 a month, $10 a month, or $15 a month, and you get all kinds of bonus content for your support, including the after party, including the postmortem, including a commercial-free version of the show. Please go do it. Go do it now. Take care, folks. Bye-bye. Happy Easter.